0: I am grateful that Tori and Matt took the time to meet with me and talk about their life with their daughter, Lena, who has cerebral palsy because of congenitally acquired cytomegalovirus. So Tori, when did you find out that your daughter had issues?
1: Well, when she was about nine months old and she hadn't sat up or rolled over or anything that's when we were kind of like, okay, this is more than just her being a really chill baby. Cause She was the most easygoing, happy little baby and just doing things on her own. So we attributed that to her laid back personality. And, but about nine months and she's not doing anything, then we started getting concerned. And our pediatrician referred us to primary children's. And so, We met with a developmental or a pediatric developmental specialist and we got an MRI done and so she was probably about a year when we actually got the MRI and got a diagnosis.
0: And what was that diagnosis?
1: Well when they did the MRI they told us it could be one of two things and one was cytomegalovirus and the other was some weird genetic mutation that the odds of us having was it Extremely slim, especially since it only really manifests in people with Middle Eastern descent and we're not so CMB it was.
0: So Matt,
2: what were your thoughts when you found out that your daughter had a
0: diagnosis? Well
2: wasn't anything that I could have ever expected. I'm the youngest of six kids and all but one of my siblings had their own kids and none of them had had, you know, one with a disability. So when when I found out that my little girl did, it was it was tough, but I mean we knew that she she was determined to you know do things when she wanted to like usually she doesn't want to do things and she's just content to just lay on the floor but you know when she does she she'll figure it out so she's definitely been an inspiration so what type of issues does she have
0: um, tori how does her diagnosis which is
1: it's CMV. CMV is it's a common virus that Anybody can get, and like 80% of the population will end up getting it. And it's not a big deal. It's kind of like, you get a cold, so chances are you might not even know that you have it. And it's only a problem for someone whose immune system is compromised or if you get it when you're pregnant. And that's what causes um, disabilities to unborn baby. So I don't know when I got it, and I honestly can't even remember being sick at all when I was pregnant. And so for me, hearing that diagnosis and then learning about it, I was like, what the heck? I had no idea. I've never heard of it. My doctor never mentioned it. And it's more common than Down syndrome, but people don't know about it.
0: So how is, how is this uh, manifested in, in your daughter?
1: Um, CMB kind of causes a wide range of disabilities. For her, she has cerebral palsy. It's kind of the big one.
0: And Sam, because this this, this cerebral palsy, right? Because okay. of
1: the virus, it caused cerebral palsy, eating issues. She has problems with eating, speech. She doesn't talk. She says a couple words. She says mom, and she says I did it. But that's about it. And you know, along with those, is you get the doctors' diagnosis of failure to thrive and. She has slight scoliosis because of her hips and uh, normally with CMB you'll see vision and hearing loss and that's usually from what I've read is that's what will tip doctors off and then they'll test for it as newborn but when she was born she was pretty much your perfect healthy little tiny but didn't have any of those problems. So for her it's mostly like her walking talking and eating. For her though she is She's actually quite intelligent. Like her mental capabilities don't really match her physical. So
0: she doesn't have an intellectual disability. Hers are manifested with a physical.
1: Right. So she signs, she picks up on signs and, you know, is learning. They have like these little choice boards at school. She's learning how to make choices and um, she tells us things in her own way. She understands a lot of what we say probably more than I think she
2: does. Except for the words hold on and wait. She doesn't like those words.
1: <laughs> but she's also three, so...
0: Sure, yeah, that's typical three. So, uh, Matt, what are the what are the hard things for you in caring for your daughter?
2: Well, probably just the fact that I'm I'm usually not around very much throughout the day, because I'm in school, and because of her Disability. I don't want Tori to have to work, so I also have a full-time job and right now I am doing a part-time job. So life is pretty busy for me. I, I'm not usually home very much, so I can't really do much to help out throughout the day. And I get home pretty late, so usually the weekends are... I try to do as much as I can to, to help out and, you know, to help with her um, physical therapies and just making sure she knows that even though I'm not home very much that I still love her. Sure.
0: What are some of the challenges for for you, uh, Dori?
1: Well, I mean, as a parent, it's always hard to see your kids struggle with something. Dinner time is probably my least favorite time. <laughs> Trying to get her to eat food um, and put on weight is a struggle. I guess I would say the hardest thing is like wondering how people are going to treat her. You know, she can't get up and go play with kids, they would have to come play with her. And she's three, so no, other three-year-olds aren't really gonna pick up on that. They wanna be up and running around and she can't do that. And so I think it's, those are the hard things. And whenever we had to go do the MRI or the swallow study, like things that are painful or hard for her and she doesn't understand why we're doing it and she just would look at us like, why are you doing this to me? And so, you know, those are hard. Just, they're good for you, but I'm sorry you don't like it, type of thing. Easier question, what are the joys? Oh man, she's, she's such a happy little girl. You know, this is her life. She doesn't know any different, and she's just a joy to be around. She's sweet. The fact that one of the things she does say is, I did it, to whatever she does, big or small, she gets so excited and it's just, I did it in her little voice. And she's just a sweetheart. There's so much there's so much joy in seeing her accomplish things. Like she can crawl now. And you know, when she learns a new sign and she gets so pleased with herself, like all those things are just a joy.
2: Yeah, super Matt. I would have to echo that and you know, I don't know of Very many people that have met her that doesn't say she's just the sweetest little girl. She's just her bundle of joy.
0: So I'm mad if I came to you just having learned that my little girl has a similar diagnosis as yours, but yet she's a baby, you have a few more years of experience. And I came to you for advice. What advice would you give me?
2: Probably to not treat her any different than any other baby. You know, just like our our youngest, she needed care and attention and to just love her as much as you can and to help her um, try to understand that you know even though she's different she's (laughs) you did it good job even though she's different she is still a little kid and still can grow up knowing how much she's loved. What would you add to that?
1: I would say early intervention is extremely important. Once we found, or actually even before we had a diagnosis, we started in with the early intervention program they have up here. And she still goes to therapies. We go to therapies several times a month, like every other week. And she does it all, physical, occupational, speech, feeding, like, they're always joking at the hospital that you should just move in there. (laughs) They're there all the time. And then connect with other parents. I'm on a Facebook page for parents who have children with CMB, And it's great because you can ask questions and you know that these people aren't gonna make you feel dumb. They'll answer your questions. I've answered questions for parents. And it's a nice community. Like find your community. And even though it's hard, (laughs) try not to stress too much and just enjoy your day to day and to celebrate whatever milestone your child hits. Whatever they do, you make it a big deal because it is a big deal. And to love your kid, go ahead and make memories with them. We took her to Europe with us on the vacation that we went with my family, and she did great. <laughs> a lot of people worried, oh, if I have, I have kids, and especially if I have a disability, I'm not going to be able, we're not going to be able to do these things. But you still can. You can still do all those things, go on vacations, make all those memories. You just might have to do it a little differently, and that's okay.
0: That's great. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Tori, for meeting with me briefly. Any closing words?
1: I guess one thing that is important with CMB is that it is something that's preventable, or you can try to prevent it by washing your hands and not sharing food or drink with small children because they're usually the culprits of carrying the virus. And I mean, it's something that I've learned about and I want to spread awareness about because it is, I mean, she's kind of on the mild end and there are kids out there with the same thing who have more struggles. It's kind of one of those things where you might feel guilty because it's like, I could prevent this, but I didn't know anything about it. So I wish that doctors would be open and share with their patients. I also read a really great quote and I can't remember where it was but it said that the disability community is the largest minority community that anyone can be a part of. It's not just something that you are born with at any time it could happen to anyone so I guess it's just celebrate life and help each other out and be kind (laughs) I guess that's what I've learned. Having a child with a disability I feel like it's helping me become more patient and more you be aware of the fact that everybody has struggles and to be kind because you don't know what someone's going through.
0: Let me ask you this question, I forgot to ask it earlier, but what impact has she had on your family, your extended family, your neighbors, friends?
1: I mean, they just absolutely love her. She was the first grandchild for my parents and they just adore her. They adore all their grandchildren. <laughs> Seeing them become grandparents, seeing my siblings become an aunt and uncles, is just, she, again, she just brings joy wherever she is. You know, her teachers, people we meet, she's just a happy little girl and just make her laugh and like meeting people who know sign language and do some signs with her. I don't know, she just has a way, I think, of bringing people together and bringing a smile to their face. And, you know, she learned how to crawl back at my parents' house in Virginia and we're all like, Yeah, big party So kind of turn everything into a big party. With
2: my family, like I said, I'm I'm the youngest, so she has a lot of older cousins and just how caring they are for her, I mean the older ones don't really pay too much attention, but they don't pay too much attention to any of the younger kids. But the younger ones, they come to her and try to play with her even though she can't move around. And so it's, it's been really nice and, you know, my family's been really supportive and they ask us how she's doing all the time. And she loves my mom. We call her mama You know, every time we get to go down and see her, we, we ask, do you want to see Mamma?" And she just, you know, gets her huge grin on her face and so I think she's had a big impact on my family as well. Terrific.
1: It's great to see other people love your kids and to see your family love your kid, even you know your, your child who is a little different is heartwarming. <laughs> I guess that's a good way to put that.
0: Terrific. Thank you both.
2: It's an honor to be here. Yeah, thank you.